Thanks for listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos and the PCC Multiverse. Check out more great podcasts today on one of these awesome affiliate networks. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. The Tangibound Network. Check it out. Tangiboundnetwork.com. Listen to this show, the latest episode, every time. A proud member of the Good and Geek Network. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other geeky podcasts over at gunnageeknetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in 3, 2, 1. On this week's episode, it's time to head to Night City. Everybody is heading to Spider-Man 3. And are you ready to head to the Apple Store to put on some AirPods Max? All this and more as we reach our next stop, the PCC Multiverse. Don't be alarmed. The quasi-shimmering light before you is a trans-dimensional gateway to other worlds, other voices, other thoughts, and other realities. Up feels like down, and down feels like the number seven on a Wednesday morning. Don't worry. That quivering, blood-boiling sensation under your eyebrows is all a part of the charm. Welcome to the PCC Multiverse. And we're back with another episode of the PCC Multiverse. This is Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, 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 please give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, throw out some of those Facebook gaming stars at us. Or if you can go ahead and support us by typing in the letters LFB in the promo option if you're interested in daily fantasy sports betting at our new friends at Thrive Fantasy. That's thrivefantasy.com or Thrive Fantasy wherever you get your apps on your phone, either the App Store or the Play Store. You can go ahead and become a great member of the Thrive Fantasy community, whether it's Major League Baseball NBA, NFL, because week 14 is here in the NFL, plus also eSports and the PGA. Go ahead and check out Thrive Fantasy today. What they will do if you enter the code LFB, that's LFB from our friends at the Lakers Fast Break, they will go ahead and match your first deposit, if it's over $20, up to $50. Let's say Marcus wants to go ahead and go and be part of Thrive Fantasy and go ahead and take a look at week 14 in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You go ahead and let's say, Marcus, you drop $30. They'll match the $30 up to $50, and it just has to be over a $20 deposit. So they will match up to $50 right there for you on your first deposit at Thrive Fantasy, thrivefantasy.com or Thrive Fantasy app, wherever you get your apps. It's amazing. It's truly a lot of fun. It's great to be part of it. Check what states are available to go ahead and allow you to do that by going ahead and heading over to thrivefantasy.com. They've given away tens of thousands of dollars each week, millions of dollars over the past couple of years. So please be part of it today, thrivefantasy.com. And again, the code, the promo code LFB gets you a match up to $50 as long as you're making a deposit of $20 or more. 
But I'll tell you what, my friend, we got a lot to talk about on today's program. Ooh, howdy. Boy, did it drop. Or did it drop. But Marcus De La Garza from Castle FPV is here. And before we go ahead and talk about what's on today's show, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, man. Week two at my new job, really enjoying it. Missing the students I used to support, but it's been a great week and I uh, really contributed to the team. I'm feeling good. It's a nice way to kind of wrap up 2020 here. We've had a, a wild year and I'm just really looking forward to this normalcy that I've gotten this week. Well, I'll tell you what I'm happy for because 2020 has been a all over year. I'm happy that I finally got my hands courtesy Ooh. of DoorDash. I've got my hands on a juicy McRib sandwich from McDonald's. The only time of the year I head back to McDonald's, really. So I've got it right here. And during the course of today's episode, I will be munching down on it. If I get a little bit of barbecue sauce all over my face, oh well. Part of the fun of having a McRib today. Shameless plug for McDonald's. They don't even pay me for that one. But it's going to be a great episode because we've got a lot to talk about. I know everybody out there just saw the Disney's investors meetings that took place on late Thursday. My gosh, there's so much information. I don't know how much we can cover. In fact, we're not going to be able to cover very much of it today. So we're going to do a humongous deep dive on the Monday show, the Pop Culture Cosmos, because there's so much other news out there. I'm going to tell you right now, it includes the, the Star Wars shows, the Marvel shows that they talked about. My gosh, a ton of programming that's out there. Pixar, Disney Animation, all the things that they announced. We're going to go ahead and touch on in detail on the Pop Culture Cosmos. I do want to ask you this, my friend. You hear the sound? Yeah, you hear the yeah. sound? That's me mm -hmm. patting myself on the back because they announced a Star and Star Television Plus concept that they're going to go ahead and introduce to, of course, other areas of the world. That's going to include all the great facets of their programming, something I've vehemently said time and time again to do time in and time out. And that is go ahead and, like I said before, Disney+, Plus, Hulu, ESPN+, Plus, all in one place. And they're going to do that with Star and Star+, Plus, wherever it's going to be available. It's only going to be available in other parts of the world. Not yet the U.S., but I do think it's going to happen in the not-too-distant future. I 100% agree, man. It, it, this was a, not a wild announcement, especially because you've been talking about it. You've discussed it in depth. But it's the thing that really caught my eye, though, in this, and, and I know we can't do a deep dive, other than the Star and Star Plus packages that are going to be available. I think Star Plus is going to be in Latin America, if I recall correctly from, from the meeting. Yeah. But Disney Plus now has 86.8 million subscribers. Hulu's been in the game for 12 years. They're projecting they're going to hit the 50 to 65 million subscriber mark by 2024. Well, that's this something interesting. They, remember, if you saw their projections, they gave projections for all three, ESPN+, Plus, Hulu, and Disney+. Plus. Disney+, Plus and ESPN+, Plus both hit on the extremely higher end of their projections, almost going and exceeding those expectations with close to 90 for Disney+, Plus and close to 12 for ESPN+. Plus. The one disappointing that didn't meet its window, I think of between 40 to 60 million, was Hulu. So I'm telling you, man, yeah. Hulu, is they, they just got to do something about Hulu, just incorporate that, do what they're doing with Star, and, and just make it great for everyone everywhere to go ahead and get all that content because they're not buying it on its own. 
They've got to do something with it. But, you know, kind of getting back to the question at hand here, though, Star is going to be awesome, man. And I'm really looking forward to it showing up domestically. It sounds like this is going to be the perfect marriage of all that ABC and Fox Studios content coming together and being in one spot. And ESPN, where in, in certain parts and of the ESPN, world. Sorry. Yeah, yep. for instance, India going to have cricket and other places in South America going to have, I think, other things related to that area of the world. It's just a concept that needs to come together for Disney. I think it's they're trying to go ahead and lean into that. Eventually, I think you will see it here in the U.S. But again, we're going to go ahead and do a deep dive on all the Marvel series. They showed trailers for a lot of stuff. They did show a lot to investors. And for those who aren't investors, they only showed some things. So that was kind of a disappointment. But they did tell you in, in advance that they were going to do that. They did have some special sizzle reels for investors only. But I will say that there was a ton to talk about. All the shows from Star Wars to Marvel to Pixar original shows. All the movies they talked about. National Geographic with superstars going ahead and doing some things within the realm of Neo National Geographic. We will talk about it all on the Monday show because Mark has... It was a Disney overload, and I, I just don't think we're going to be able to do it justice with so much else on today's program. No, no, absolutely. It, we definitely need to move on to the other stuff. We'll, we'll cover everything in depth for the Monday show, but I do want to give this little teaser before we roll on. Hocus Pocus 2 confirmed to be in production. Yeah, that's true. And Sister Act 3 also as well. Kathy Najimy should be getting yeah. a comeback. Comeback for her. And, of course, Whoopi Goldberg as well with Sister Act 3. So that's something that she is going to be heavily involved in as a producer as well. I mean, there's just a ton of stuff. Just a ton of stuff. Yeah, Hayden yeah, yeah. Christensen we'll, we'll coming it. back. Yeah, Marvel, yeah. they talked about all the stuff that's coming out, including new series that they mentioned and also upcoming movies, including Fantastic Four finally being realized mm. by John Watts, the director of the Spider-Man movies. So, again... There's just so much. We'll just be talking and blabbing Disney, Disney, Disney throughout yeah, the yeah. entire episode. But there's more stuff to cover. So we're going to go ahead and do a deep dive. Please tune in to Monday's Pop Culture Cosmos. If you are a Disney fan or into Star Wars, Marvel, Disney stuff, Pixar at all, it's going to be talked about in detail on Monday's episode of the Pop Culture Cosmos. But for today, we've got a lot of stuff, including Jeff Dwoskin. He's going to be on the back half of the hour talking about his show, The Jeff Dwoskin Show, and his transition from stand-up to podcasting. He was a great part of Indie Pods United, and I look forward to speaking to him on the back half of the show. Plus, also as well, we're going to be talking about, hey, Marcus, are you going to be on Spider-Man 3 too? Because everyone is seemingly coming back for Spider-Man 3. Dr. Octopus, Daredevil, Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire whole bunch of people Kirsten Dunst Emma Stone unbelievable this everybody's heading over to Spider-Man 3 and we'll talk more about that coming up here in a bit Halo Infinite gave us a release window and funny how it's going to be during a time that's very reminiscent for Halo fans so we'll talk about that coming up in a little bit as well plus also we're going to be talking about the great things that are going on with Apple because they announced some AirPods Max coming out on the 15th but is it just a bit too expensive i'm going to pose a big question to marcus coming up later on in the program in regards to the airpods max and last but certainly not least on the back end of the show uh the olympics you gotta laugh the paris oh, olympics in 2024 the paris olympics are going to debut a couple new things added in there sailing skateboarding 
sport climbing, and the most newsworthy and most controversial and talked about, breakdancing. My gosh, we've gone back to the 80s, but breakdancing will become an Olympic sport. At least it'll be in some sort of trial phase when it gets to Paris Olympics in 2024. Is this something that we're happy about? What's the feedback we're hearing? We'll talk about that on the back end of the show as well. But first, my friend, we're headed to Night City, driving through all the bucks. It's Cyberpunk 2077. It has arrived already. There still might be a lot of people downloading it, even as we speak, because there's a ton of things to download, including a patch. That's, my gosh, it's over 60 gigs, I think, on the patch. It's really just a nightmare right now for a lot of people trying to get into it. Those of you that have an Xbox One and PlayStation 4 are having an even harder time because the bugs are even more prevalent out there. The reviews are all over the place because of the bugs. Some people praising it. IGN gave it a 9. I know other places have given it extremely high scores. And some others, because of the bugs and things that are involved, are giving it some less love at this point in time. So I want to hear your thoughts, man. This is something that you and I were excited about. One of the most anticipated games of the past two, three years. Something that was supposed to rival at least, maybe not GTA 5, but possibly rivaling its sister release that was done by the same studio, CD Projekt Red, in The Witcher 3. This was supposed to be a spiritual sequel, passing it off as far as CD Projekt Red resume is concerned. So I want to hear your thoughts on Cyberpunk 2077. Has it gone right or has it gone oh so wrong? Sounds like it depends on what console you're playing on, right? So I do want to say that, you know, the the next gen consoles, the PS5s, the Xbox Series S and X, they've been pushed as the preferred platform, you can tell. And this is something you and I have kind of talked about over the last couple of months with, you know, why are you going to neglect the millions of PS4 owners that you already have that are going to be buying your game and they're going to be continuing to play on a PS4 until that PS5 stock becomes a little bit more available. And by a little, I mean a lot more available. So it's one of those things for me, man. I feel like this is a really big miss. They've been in trouble over the last six months because they keep delaying their their launch date and it really feels like maybe you could have delayed longer than a month because i think that was our last delay was a month or a month and a half you really could have pushed it to right after the new year and maybe fix some of the issues that we're having on the xbox one and the ps4 yeah and it's just something that i think was a little bit disappointing that they didn't have all their ducks in a row because the the game had it had so much hype it's one of the most hype games of the last decade and it has come out with a lot of people very angry about what's going on with all the bugs. Some people are able to get around it and navigate through it and really having a good time with it. But for me, something in this unfinished state just said, you know what? You should have delayed it instead of just delaying it from September to November and then November to December. Let's go ahead and move it to next year. I think it just would have made people angry initially, but I think that type of anger would have tailed off and would have been replaced by a lot of people being more satisfied with a better overall product. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. You know, it's, and it's something I talked about with a few guys at work today, you know, and, and they were of the mindset that it doesn't really matter at the end of the day, because people are going to be buying the new consoles. They're going to be moving towards the PS5 and the Xbox one. I think you end up damaging your brand identity a little bit here, especially for a franchise. Uh, you've got to be really careful about what you release, especially something new like this. 
it's going to have a little bit of a damage to their reputation. And I, I hope it doesn't drive gamers away. You know, this is a game that's going to be fantastic. Once you get a chance to play it on a next-gen console, the the optimizations I've done to make all the visuals just beautiful, we hear it's supposed to be outstanding on an Xbox Series S or X or a PS5. So I'm really looking forward to getting there. But yeah, I'm with you 100%. You know, I think that there's a lot of damage that's been done to their reputation as a franchise, as a studio. It, it kind of remains to be seen what happens with all the patches and updates we get moving forward. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more on that. But I want to hear your thoughts out there on Cyberpunk 2077. I know a lot of people are playing it right now because a lot of people had it bought, had it purchased, had yeah, it already. Yeah, because yeah. CD Projekt Red, everybody was so satisfied with The Witcher 3. And you didn't think this was going to go this way yeah, at all. Yeah, nobody thought it was going to go this way. Yeah. But we want to hear your thoughts. Is this something that you're still invested in, is going ahead and playing Cyberpunk 2077? Are you going through a lot of issues right now? Are you having a lot of problems with the bugs that are now so prevalent in the game as of this point in time we know it's going to eventually be smoothed over but as you know as gamers we are not very patient with a lot of games that are out there that have had a lot of bug issues that we've just said okay that's the way you have it we're moving on it's, it's too late now but we want to hear your thoughts out there on cyberpunk 2077 please share us your thoughts popculturecosmos at yahoo.com Hey, this is Chad from Ghost Toasters, and you're listening to Pop Culture Cosmos Podcast. For the latest news and information, analysis and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break Podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. Well, my friend... Spider-Man 3, it's filming in Atlanta, I believe, right now, and a mm -hmm. lot of things are going on with it. I just want to make sure that your agent did call you to say you're supposed to head on down to go be part of it, because seemingly they've gotten everybody back from the Spider-Verse. I'm expecting Thomas Hayden Church as a Sandman to make an appearance again at this rate, because there's so many people from the not only the Andrew Garfield era of Spider-Man yeah. movies, but also the previous original toby Maguire spider-man movies it's just so crazy how they're going ahead and getting all these people interconnected because of the multiverse aspect and it was announced today by kevin feige the head of marvel studios he did announce that the spider-verse was intertwined so sony and marvel are intertwined as far as the spider-verse and the multiverse of madness with dr strange and of course Doctor Strange is going to be in Spider-Man 3. That's, of course, another thing. That was announced weeks ago. So you've got Dr. Octopus, Alfred Molina, reprising his role. Daredevil, Charlie Cox, reprising his role. Andrew Garfield, most like, I think, has signed already and is reprising his role. Tobey Maguire, yep. I heard through Rumorville, is just hashing out some final details, but he's coming back. Kirsten Dunst and Emma Stone. As both the loves of Spider-Man's life in both series, they're both coming back. So you've got all this coming together in this Spider-Verse, Multiverse, Spider-Man 3 type deal. Plus he's on the run. Oh my gosh, Spider-Man 3 is setting up to be an epic adventure indeed. Yeah, it's really going to be awesome to to see this come to fruition. You know, I'm happy to see that, you know, filming's underway. They're really getting moving on it. You know, I got a phone call from my agent three months ago and I thought he was 
joking about this, but we really should give Red, Gold, Green a call and make sure they're not going to be on the soundtrack. They're bringing everybody in for this movie. So for the Sinister Six, though, the group that Dr. Octopus and Electro are both uh, members of, bringing this multiverse into you know this third movie and, and having Sony integrated, this is really going to open up the storylines for us, right? Like we're going to be able to really delve into some deeper stories, some some stuff from the comics. And I think it might be setting us up for a really, really, really big reboot of this franchise. It's looking like it. Plus with all the Marvel series, the Marvel movies that were talked about and announced or shown off in today's investor meeting by Disney. Oh my gosh, the possibilities are endless. And again, the Spider-Verse was announced as being integrated within that. So now you're talking about Morbius. Now you're talking about possibly a Craven the Hunter. You're talking about Venom 2. You're talking about Sinister Six. You're talking about all these different things in the Spider-Verse. Now going ahead and becoming part of the intertwinement of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It just shows me that after some rough times, some hard patches there between Sony and also as Marvel and Disney, that yeah. now they've finally come together on this and are going to work forward. And at least now I can don't have to worry or look behind my back about Sony bailing out or Disney Marvel bailing out. It looks like if you're going to go ahead and tell that to your investors in Disney, that you're going to go ahead and commit for the long term as well. It's really nice to see that they made that commitment at the investor meeting. You know this is a solid deal at this point. This isn't going to, no, like you said, there, you don't need to look over your shoulder. There's there's no worry here. I, I don't want to you know just keep going down the, the road on this one, but I'm really looking forward to this. This is going to be a great, great movie, and I think this is going to be a great thing for the franchise moving forward. I do as well, my friend. I'm looking forward to it, and I know a lot of other people as well, but oh, man, when we go and talk about the all the stuff relating to Marvel and Star Wars and <laughs> the integration's getting crazy, right? I mean yeah. like it's mind-blowing to me to just think that, you know, 10 years ago none of these franchises coexisted at all and now we've got this beautiful marriage coming together and all this content is going to be ready for the masses, you know, in the next 2-3-4 years. So, well, I'll tell you what, it's going to be very interesting to see how this all lays out for Spider-Man 3. Let us know your thoughts. Who else would you like to see involved in Spider-Man 3? Because you've already got Doctor Strange, Doctor Octopus, Daredevil, Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, Kirsten Dunst, Emma Stone. Who else should be in there? I love Thomas Hayden Church as an actor. I think he's an outstanding actor, always been underappreciated. I think he was pretty good as the Sandman, so I'd love to see him return. Who else would you love to see return? Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx is coming back as well. So who would you love to see in Spider-Man through me? Yeah, I'd love to be. But yeah, I'll take that paycheck any time of the day, you know. Bad I'll guy be an extra for a day for that one. Yeah, you, know? you and I'd be extras with watching or having the conversations where we're talking about, hi, we're talking about nothing, but actually really nothing. But it sounds like we're talking about something on screen. Yeah, that, that's right. That's right. I'd love to yeah. go ahead and just be an extra on that movie just to see, oh, yeah, absolutely. just to hang out with all the stars and hang right next to the coffee machine with, Andrew Garfield right there for you, or Benedict Cumberbatch. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up, man? What's up? How you doing? All right, all right. Did you see the games on Sunday? Yeah, yeah. Just talking around the water cooler with them. But anyways, who Dream you, situation right there. Dream you know? situation indeed. But who do you want out there for Spider-Man 3? We'd love to hear your thoughts. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. Well, my friend, there's still so much more to talk about. Even after we hit the half hour, we've got Jeff Dwoskin coming up as well. So I wanted to hit you up on this. Whew. Halo Infinite did get a confirmation as the developers, always on Twitter, man, 
it's always on social media, always on Twitter, that they announced that it is going to be a fall 2021 return date for Halo Infinite, that the delay, which was originally supposed to come out day and date with the shipping of the Xbox Series S and X, unfortunately didn't materialize and it got bumped back to 2021. So it is coming in and around the 20th anniversary of the original Halo that came out with the original Xbox day and date. At least that one got it right. But I want to hear your thoughts, my friend. I am excited for it. They did showcase off their first multiplayer map that they wanted to go ahead and show off. Looks interesting. Obviously, multiplayer is a big part of the Halo experience. I'm hoping they'll go and after some mild returns on their previous campaigns of their last four, Halo 5, Guardians, and all that, didn't get quite over with the fans I think that they, they had hoped. So hopefully they will get a refresh on the campaign. I'm hoping they'll focus more on it. But what are you looking forward to when you hear the fact that there is now a confirmed, well, unless it gets delayed. Now, again, again, now a again. confirmed date for Halo Infinite while I eat this McRib. I, I'm really excited to see how much barbecue sauce you get all over your face while you eat that McRib. I'm going to try, well, man. I'm going to try. Uh, do make me proud, but uh, I got this one for the next few minutes. So I, I'm really excited about the release date for Halo Infinite. And it's one of those things we said, I think maybe right before uh, we got, got on air, it's going to make it really hard to choose. You know, I've been pushing for a PS5, but this announcement for some reason really got me hyped for that Xbox Series X as well. It feels like I'm going back in time to, to being a kid again, man, playing some Halo, some JLo as we used to call it, and just getting nuts with it. It's, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to this multiplayer map uh, is going to be great. And from what I've heard, multiplayer is going to be 100% free. There's not going to be any... It better uh, be. Paid- yeah, no paid upgrades, nothing like that. You know, just classic Halo multiplayer. Let's do it. Well, let's do it. I mean, because it took them a long time to finally get Halo, the Master Chief Collection, right? After so many issues yeah. with it over the course of years. If they had released it in the fashion that they finally have it released. In fact, they added, I think, uh, one of the later Halo ODST. I think they just added to it. I've got to go ahead and get the update on that. But if they'd have released it in the state that it was now, when it originally came out, everybody would have been really into it. But it came out with bugs. It came out incomplete. Same old story with Cyberpunk. You know, how many times yep. have we heard this before in in the past decade? But I'm very excited for Halo Infinite. I know Josh was as well. I know he was very irritated at the fact that so many people were downing the graphics at the time. The you know the it was shown off to the public, and I think he's very excited for it as well. I'm going to give it some slack. I think it looks pretty good. I. I'm very excited about where it can go for once in a long time. I have not been excited for Halo in a long time, and that's a shame because I, I lived and breathed Halo 2 for over two years straight every single Ooh, night on multiplayer. Yeah. And Halo, the original Halo, I cannot say enough great things about the campaign and, and the exploration and all the fun that was, especially the ending. is probably one of the best video game endings that's out there. So I'm hopeful that we will return to the greatness that is Halo. Even Halo 3 was a, was a very good experience in and of itself, and that was an epic sales launch, as I remember, quite directly at the video game yeah. store. But I'm just hoping that Halo Infinite will find the fervor back in the Halo. I mean, that's to me something that is going to be very important, is that this is the game from the past. This is a game now that... For kids coming out that are streaming on YouTube and streaming on Twitch and streaming all over the place that are that are in their teens per se, they never really experienced Halo. 
they never really have wanted to go ahead and delve into Halo. Do you think Halo Infinite can recapture the magic of Halo once again? Absolutely. Aren't you excited to go frag some noobs? I mean, I, I am. It's just lobbing grenades cross map, going after it, taking people down. You know, I'm really excited for the multiplayer. I think I've really turned into a multiplayer, you know, kind of rat, I guess is the best way to put it in my mind is. Multiplayer you know, I, I, fiend. Multiplayer fiend you are. Yeah. Yeah, I am. It's, it's. I, I just love it, and so I'm really looking forward to that. I know their campaign's going to be great. You know, like we were talking about, the original Halo campaign, amazing. Halo 2, I really enjoyed. You know, I, I played much more of the multiplayer than anything else. Yeah, it's one of those things, man. I, I'm really looking forward to this. And, you know, just looking at some of the graphics packages, I, I have to side with Josh here, man. Like, I don't understand why people were really down in any of the screen caps that they saw from Halo Infinite. And looking at the update that they've just released for their arts and graphics package, I'm pretty excited about it, man. It came out two days ago. I, I'm lo looking through this, and it's I'm really enthused about it. This is going to be a great game. I can see where people might think, oh, it looks a little rudimentary, but you know, it's. I think we're paying homage to original Halo here. That's that's really what it is. I think we are as well, and I'm looking forward to it. And I know a lot of other people are as well, including you and I. So I truly appreciate everyone out there trying to give it a chance. Give Halo Infinite a chance please, to go please. ahead and... Yeah. and excel once again i know a lot of people out there that are your and my age still have a great affinity for it still have a great love for it especially in your age group because you were a kid when 20 years ago when halo first came out so that yeah. really captured your attention and for a lot of people around your age it was the first video game blockbuster that they had played i mean e even though the original xbox didn't move like hotcakes it was still for them a great experience to go over hook up everybody's controller together, go through the experience of the co-op together, go through that experience of the campaign and seeing what around those dark corners and things of that nature that you saw in Halo, experience that for the first time. And I'm hoping for that magic again here with Halo Infinite. I agree, man. Your question prior to this was, will it capture the youth market here? I really think it will. You know, just the sheer energy that this game's going to carry in the marketplace really should drive people back to the Halo franchise. Digging this McRib, man. Digging this McRib. You're doing a great job here. You got a little barbecue sauce there. I know, there. man. Uh, yeah. I know. Gotta love it. Gotta love it indeed. But I'll tell you what. Halo Infinite is most likely going to be dropping in and around the 20th anniversary of Halo Combat Evolved that's coming up in November of 2021. And I'm trying to say this with a straight face while I've got this barbecue sauce over my face. But I want to hear your thoughts out there. Are you excited for Halo Infinite coming out 2021 and if you're not we want to hear why what will get you excited to get back into halo with halo infinite share us your thoughts popculturecosmos at yahoo.com well marcus while i go ahead and dry off everything right here as far as the the barbecue sauce off my face i'm going to go ahead and let everybody know on the back half of the hour is going to start up with a great interview with jeff dwoskin stand-up comedian who Turn to a life of podcasting for now because of everything that's gone on in 2020. He's going to share his thoughts on his show, The Jeff Dwoskin Show, what makes it so special, and why you should tune into it as well. He's going to share his thoughts after the break. And then after that, I'm going to ask Marcus what he would rather spend his 500 harder dollars on. Would it be an AirPods Max? Would it be a PS5? Would it be an Xbox Series? We're going to find out from him coming up later on in the program. And breakdancing, are you ready to go ahead and spin around the ground?
in the Olympics coming up in 2024. So we'll talk about breakdancing coming to Paris Olympics in 2024 as well on the back half of the show. This is the PCC Multiverse. Coming soon, Zero Cool Films presents Action Figure Adventure. Super collector Jay Bartlett hits the road once again in search of action figures, most iconic and noteworthy and rare figures, all in the name of creating the most ultimate action figure auction ever. He fronts the cash, the charity benefits in the end. What will he get, how will he get it, and how well will he do? Find out in 2020. All right, and we're back with the program. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. I had to get this guy back on the air, speaking to him and actually doing a panel with him at Indie Pods United. And in fact, if you want a great laugh and some great interviews, you got to check out jeffisfunny.com because the Jeff Dwoskin Show will get in your ears and will entertain you nonstop. It is the comedian himself that is just i tell you what he's a laugh he's just an awesome guy and he's all together got a great show it is jeff dwoskin and jeff i cannot thank you enough for being part of the program here today it's so good to be here thank you i know it, it was, was a blast doing all those shows with you <laughs> and that's what i wanted to ask you i mean your experience with indie pods united i know tina marie and robert and jeff and cammy and the whole nine yards they did a great job sean everybody else that was involved Nigel, I mean, the list goes on and on. They worked so hard to create this Indie Pods United, and I cannot th thank them enough for being part of it. But just the whole thing is about being part of a podcast convention. Did you ever think in 2020, your show is more of a recent podcast entry. Did you ever think that in 2020, you would be part of a podcast convention? No, no, it's, and it was, it was exciting. It was, it was fun to be, to be a part of, you know, especially, you know, on the ground floor. And I got, I got to give, Tina, Marie, and all of the crew, you know, such huge kudos. I mean, if anyone looked in on that summit and just kind of looked at it, I mean, from the art to the programming to how well it ran, and then someone said, oh, by the way, that was their first one. I mean, that would, that could have easily been the fifth annual. I mean, it was like, I mean, I mean that in the, in the highest regard. I mean, the quality of it was just insane. To, I mean, in my opinion, you know, in terms of, and I've been to a lot of not podcasts, but a lot of digital marketing, whatever conventions. And, you know, most of them are snooze fests and, and hard to even make through. And so this was just, it was great. It was just so much content. You got to know so many people. And the whole indie concept is amazing because let's face it, like, you know, I get my emails from Apple or Spotify and it's like, you know what? Joe Rogan doesn't need your help in this email. I do. <laughs> <laughs> or like other, you know, other people like me do, you know, discover the, the, the new gems, these famous people, they, uh, they can handle it themselves. <laughs> well, once again, I am speaking to Jeff Droskin. He is the man behind one of the top 25 independent podcasts for 2020 that was voted on at IndiePods United, and that is The Jeff Dwoskin Show. Please check out jeffisfunny.com or The Jeff Dwoskin Show wherever you get your podcasts. But Jeff, I mean, the experience in and of itself is funny because you're going from room to room to room to Zoom to Zoom, and then it came to the point where Tina Marie, oh, there's Jeff again, oh, there's Jeff again, oh, there's Jeff again. It's it's so awesome to have you such a great part of the whole Indie Pods United concept. I know that was a lot of fun for you as well. I had a blast. It was fun. You know, look, if you can't share your experiences and and help other people, you know, no matter what time frame you've been doing everything in, 
you know, what's, what's the point, you know, we're all, it's, it's amazing to be a part of a community and to be able to meet great people, work together, learn a thing or two, you know, it's all great. What, what got you into podcasting after all? I mean, obviously as a, as a guy who is up on the stage so much, I mean, 2020 has, has veered a, made a, made a hard right, sort of speed. What were the motivations were you getting into podcasting in the first place? <laughs> well, uh, my one of my motivations for getting into audio podcasting was my ears do not look nearly as big in audio as they do in video. <laughs> there you go, right there. <laughs> You've got ears for audio, son. Well, you know, I originally wanted to do one in 2017. I bought all my equipment, thankfully, because once the pandemic hit, it was almost impossible to buy buy, buy podcasting equipment. But I had bought it all in like 2017, and I know that because that's when my wife started yelling at me about having so many cords on my desk. <laughs> and so they just it just sat there, though. But the whole concept of my show was different, and it was actually originally going to be social media-minded because my with large part of my background in social media, I've been a social media person for a billion-dollar company. So I like, that's, that's my thing. And I was going to, and I spent a lot of time on Twitter. And so my podcast was going to be called Viral Intentions. I had bought all the equipment and I had a professional intro and outro. It's going to be social, you know, social media focused, you know, viral intentions, kind of like the movie Cruel Intentions, a little spin on that. And uh, also, you know, going viral, you know, you go viral. But then flash forward when all of a sudden we're all stuck at home, we all got this time and it's March 2020. And I finally have time to kind of do everything starting a podcast in the midst of a pandemic where people are starting to die called viral intentions. And suddenly, <laughs> suddenly I found myself ready to go and I needed a, an entirely new concept and name. So I scrapped the original idea. I mean, I had art, I had everything smart for moves. it. I mean, Very I had a logo, moves. artwork, everything. So I scrapped it and like, you know, decided just to call it the Jeff Dewaskin show and then kind of, Focus a little more on it. So I consider it more like a humorous pop culture, comedy, social trends, kind of hits on all the different legs of my interests. And I think that's what probably got me to actually do it. I think the social media focused version, I think I'm sure it would have been fine, but it just, it wasn't, I think, what was going to drive me and my passion. And so that's why I kind of sat dormant. I didn't know that, but I thought I was just being lazy. But then once I had the time, you know, what's the Jeff Dwoskin show? I wanted people to know it was my show and not for like an ego reason, but you know, like you post something on Facebook and you're like, and then people are like, oh, he's doing that for someone else. I don't have to listen. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I was like, well, if it's, if it has my name on it, then they'll know it's my thing. It's my show. And so, you know, that has some downsides to it because, you know, then somebody has to know who I am. So I have to spend time. <laughs> get my name out there type thing. But now I'm doing a live show. You guys all inspired me. So I started a live show last week, you know, so I do that every Wednesday at 9.30 PM Eastern. And so that was, that was so fun. And the second one we're doing soon and it's just, it's great. It's just fun. I'm just addicted to it now. So, you know, that's a great building and building it up. That's great. That's awesome because the hard work that I know you put into it, you can tell if you go ahead and check out the Jeff Dwoskin show, all the great episodes, the interviews. I mean, you've already had some fascinating interviews, very funny, very candid interviews. A lot of them are, they go off the rails in more than one way, but usually in a very good way. I mean, 
all the the guests there that seem to have a great time and that's something that comes across and you mentioned the type of show that you envisioned before and the type of show that you have now is much better for you because these are things you'd like to talk about. I think that comes across most on your show is because of the fact that you enjoy what you're talking about even more than let's say if you were just going through the motions on a social media centric podcast. Yes. Yes. You call it off the rails. I call it original content. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like I had Jackie, the joke man, Martling on. And so the attention was, you know, here's the guy from Howard Stern, the original crew from Howard Stern. And, and so we started talking and it went down a whole different path and we had sort of agreed on a time frame that he had. And, and so by the end of it, we were just getting to him being on the Howard Stern show. And I actually, I had him back and I recorded it. I just haven't put it out yet, but I have a part two of that one where we talk about the Howard Stern show and all that kind of good stuff. But it was like, we, you know, he started talking and like, you know, he went to Michigan State University, which is where my daughter goes. And so we started telling stories about that. And then he mentioned he got arrested. And then, you know, just off the on a whim, I just go, oh, arrested. And he, go, he had like eight stories. I'm like, yeah, just go, go, go. You know what I mean? It's like, it's hard when you're interviewing people that have heard people talk before. In one hand, you want so, some of the stock stories because you want it part of your history, yeah. right? But then you also want something that, they're only going to hear on your show if you can. And so you prepare a lot, but then I kind of hope that it just goes wherever it goes. So, <laughs> no, it's great because if that's the case, because that, as you say, is podcasting gold. When you have someone that's, like you said, the stock questions and answers, but then it goes into a different format that you know they're, they're not going to talk about it on any other show, but they talked about it on your show. And once they open up, it really helps to not only liven the conversation, but it helps as a listener to go ahead and, and enjoy it even more because they know they're getting something out of it that they wouldn't get from listening to that individual on any other show. And I, we all know that a lot of these individuals that you're talking to are appearing on other places, but they need to check out your show because they opened up even more and even better on your format and your show when you had them go ahead and and break out those stories that they didn't share on, let's say, my show or any other show as well. Right, right, right. And thank you for that. I, I appreciate that. But before we head on out, my friend, I want to go ahead and have you hit the hard pitch. I want you to go ahead and give the big sell on why people need to check out the Jeff Dwoskin show. Outside of bribing people, of course. Well, I, one, I think you did already such a great job. I mean, if I was listening to you, I'd be like, I got to check this guy out. <laughs> so thank you. So for all well. the kind words, but you know, it, it's a passion project. You know, I'm, I'm obsessed with being on stage and delivering something that I think people would want to hear. And so that's the, you know, the heart and soul that I put into the podcast and it's, it's fun. I'm talking to people that I enjoy talking to and my kind of secret or feeling or hope is that the things that are of interest to me and the things that I can get out are of interest to other people as well. And, and that's, so I'm coming at it from that mindset, not as a super fan, but not a, you know, like, uh, you know, <laughs> not, you know, not like where I take it to the next point. So we can have a, a real conversation, but talk to comedians, actors, social media people, you know, there's always something, every show is it's the structure is the same, but it's a, a little different in terms of just, you know, what, you, what you get out of it and the type of information and the, and the type of enjoyment but hopefully you're always 
laughing, always having fun and, and always thoroughly enjoyed through it. That's the one kind of thread that I'm hoping the Jeff Dwoskin show brings to you and your loved ones this holiday season. Oh my gosh, that, that <laughs> sounded very nice. That was very smooth right there for you. I love how you transitioned into that nice close right there. It is the Jeff Dwoskin show. You got to go ahead and check out what he's doing. Jeffisfunny.com plus also the Jeff Dwoskin show wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, when he gets back out on the stage and tour, please go ahead and check him out at your local comedy club. Hopefully you'll get a chance to, because he is definitely worth your time indeed. It is the Jeff Dwoskin show. Please check it out today. And Jeff, I cannot tell you enough. Thank you for stopping by. I know I got you on real quick, sort of unexpected. So I do apologize for that. But I want to go ahead and be the first to wish you and your family a happy and safe holiday season, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. And and uh, happy holidays and New Year's to you, too. Yeah, only the best for you. I got the good orange sweatshirt on. There you go. You. See, I'm, I'm honored. I'm honored. I'm, I got yeah. the Baby Yoda hat on. I'm rocking it best I can. Rogu. Oh, no, Rogu. Bro, Baby Yoda. I'm sorry. That, that train <laughs> left the station the first week after the first episode. I know John Favreau will say the child. I know he'll say Grogu, but I'm sorry that baby. I'm in fact my daughter, who's really uh, into the Mandalorian. She'll say Grogu, 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 Baby Yoda for me all the way. There is nothing cuter than when he says Grogu and he, and Baby Yoda goes. Uh, <laughs> uh, nothing uh, cuter. Oh my gosh! I hear that in the house all day long because my daughter has one of those squeezable toys. As far as this. You know, all the day long, but I enjoy The Mandalorian just like everybody else. But again, you need to check out the Jeff Dwoskin show. I think you'll be glad you did. I think you will be very glad you did because it's a lot of funny conversations. And I'll tell you what, Jeff, it's been great to have you on the show. Cannot thank you enough for being part of the program today and, of course, part of the pop culture cosmos. If you need your video game fix, be sure to check out Retro City Games. Located in Town Square on Las Vegas Boulevard or in Henderson, Nevada, Retro City Games has the cure for all your video game vices. Retro games and games for current consoles, Nintendo, Sega, PlayStation, Xbox, and more. Retro City Games has all the staples from any library and some highly collectible offerings too. So pick up a few games today at Retro City Games in Town Square on Las Vegas Boulevard or in Henderson, Nevada. Retro City Games is your video game metropolis and we're back with the pcc multiverse also want to mention that we will be going ahead and giving everybody an update here before we go off the air on the game awards so i'll be going ahead and running down the winners because it is ongoing as we speak but i do want to give a, a thank you so much to jeff dwoskin from the jeff dwoskin show appearing on today's program thank him so much for being a part of indie pods united and also as well i want to go ahead and thank marcus always for dropping in on today's show and hope he'll be able to join josh and i as we do a deep dive on monday's episode of the pop culture cosmos on the disney investors meeting there are going to be links to it we have actually some right now that are already up on the pop culture cosmos facebook page i'll put some more up just to make sure everybody gets right to the right area but please we're going to go ahead if you can listen to us because we're going to go ahead on monday Right there, it's going to drop for you with a detailed outlook and description, our thoughts, analysis, and opinions on the Disney Investor Meeting on Monday's Pop Culture Cosmos as well. But before we head on out, my friend, wanted to ask you this. AirPods Max, Apple, seemingly because they're Apple, decided to go ahead and drop to the world 
that the AirPods Max, and no, they're not just little things that you can stick in your ears. These are full-on beat style. Heck, like over my, the ear. Yeah, over the yeah. ear, like my audio techniques I'm wearing right now, like yours you're wearing right now, over-the-ear headphones that are going to be released on December 15th to the world at a nice tiny little price of $549. My goodness. If you have $500 only to spend, spend it on that. Well, actually, you need $50 more because that's $550. Or the Xbox Series or the PlayStation 5. Honestly, just talking about it itself, I'm not that attracted to the design here. It's it's very simplistic. It's beautiful, but it, it just looks like a pair of earmuffs. That's all it looks like. Well, it's got their the Apple spatial audio. So, you know, with the head tracking stuff, they've got a gyroscope in the left ear cup, and then they've got all the sensors that are in each of the ear cups, the position and the optical sensors and the case, blah, 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 all the sensors that you need to make their spatial audio work. You know, as you're staring at your iPad, if you turn your head to the side, it's going to track with you and it's going to shoot the sound at you just a little bit differently. You know, it's also got active noise cancellation. It's got the transparency mode like the AirPod Pros do. I think this is a great headphone but I think it's overpriced, you know, it's, and let's just jump right into the price discussion here. You know, at 549, I can buy a lot of other things for 549, you know, I can buy those headphones you're wearing and have just as good of a, a of an experience for the most part, not going to have the Apple spatial audio with the, with the head tracking and everything, but the sound's going to be outstanding. You know, how often are you not looking at your screen where you need that spatial audio to actually hit you the right way? Well, not very often. And so, yes, to answer your question, I would rather spend that money on a PS5. You and everybody else. It, yeah, I mean, spend that money on a PS5, buy a controller or a game. It's really sad to see uh, how expensive this is going to be. And while I love an over-the-ear design, I'm not paying $549 for it. We want to hear your thoughts. Is 549 just out of reach or way out of reach for your budget, what you're willing to spend it on for a pair of AirPods Max? We want to hear your thoughts. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. Well, my friend, I wanted to give everybody out there, and you're watching on Facebook Live, an update on exactly all the winners right now from the Game Awards. So I want to go ahead and run them down real quickly. Esports team is G2 Esports. Esports host is FJ Scott's Deporte. Esports game is League of Legends. Esports mm -hmm. events is the League of Legends World Championship 2020. That's a no-brainer. Esports coach is Danny Zonic Sorensen. Esports athlete is Hio Showmaker Sue. Content creator of the year is, should be Pop Culture Cosmos, but okay. It should be. It always. should be. It should be. Valkyrie should be Pop Culture Cosmos. Multiplayer game is Among Us. That was kind of interesting. Not actually too surprising because it's been such a hit now. Bladed hit to say the least. Best sports racing game is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. That got a ton of praise when it first came out, so... I I want to say that's great, but again, to me, that's a lot like Final Fantasy VII, where it's something that was reborn again. I think it should be in its own category. I think Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 and Final Fantasy VII should have been in, a, in its own category with other great remakes. I think instead of being in a, its own category with other original games that came out this year. So I, I don't know. It just kind of quirks me the wrong way, so to speak. Well, I was going to say, would you suggest that we need a remake category for next yeah, year then? Absolutely. That should have been done already. I mean, we've got so many yeah. remakes that come out. should have been done already. 
Best sim strategy mm. game is Microsoft Flight Simulator, and there's 15,000 discs that you need for booting it up on your computer. Best family game is Animal Crossing New Horizons. Absolutely no shocker to my youngest daughter, who is playing it probably right now as we speak. Best fighting game is Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, which I guess you could say that's the case because no real fighting game came out this year. This is just an extension of Mortal Kombat 11 that came out last year. So I guess by almost default, you could say that could be the winner right there. Best RPG is Final Fantasy VII Remake. Again, you're talking about it's going up against games that were originally made in 2020 that were released in 2020 as opposed to a remake. It's one of the greatest RPGs of all time. It, the other games just didn't have a chance. It's it, it's not fair because it's a remake. But again, I'm just, yeah. I digress. Best action adventure game is The Last of Us Part Two. That Josh had said right there in the nutshell because of such critical acclaim. Best innovation accessibility, The Last of Us Part Two. Best VR game, no surprise here, Half-Life Alex. Best mobile game is Among Us. That is absolutely no surprise as well because that yeah. game has been so hot. Best debut indie game is Phasmophobia. Best indie game is Hades, something I knew was going to be the winner in that category because it's among the best of right now being considered. Best ongoing game is No Man's Sky, and they put a lot of money and attention to it, so it's much better now than what it was when it was first released, so not surprised about that. Best games for impact, tell me why. Best performance is Laura Bailey as Abby in The Last of Us Part Two. Best audio design is The Last of Us Part Two. Best score in music is Final Fantasy VII Remake. There, I guess you could go ahead and say that could be part of it. Uh, you know what? That could, I don't know. That, that's just hard to say. I guess if you did a totally different new soundtrack for it, you, could, you should include it. Again, that's another argument for another day. Best art yeah, direction, I, go ahead. I was just going to say, if you remaster the audio and you actually put the hard work into it, I, I, I would let that one slide. Best art direction is Ghost of Tsushima. Best narrative is The Last of Us Part Two. No surprise there for me. Most anticipated game. This one was kind of a surprise. The Elden Ring from Software and Bandai Namco. Beating the God of War sequel, Resident Evil Village, The Legend of Zelda sequel, Horizon Forbidden West, and Halo Infinite. Beating that? Hmm. Congrats to Elden Ring on that one. Best Game Direction is The Last of Us Part Two, And we do have a winner of the Game Awards for the top oh, wow. Game of the Year and Game Direction. The winner for the Game Direction and Game of the Year is one and the same. Naughty Dog is going to go home happy again because Naughty Dog has been announced the best for Game Direction for Last of Us Part Two, And as Josh predicted, and he should have put money on it, the Last of Us Part Two is the winner and has been named Game of the Year. But before we head on out, my friend, I wanted to go ahead and hit you up with this. You got your boombox ready on the side, my friend, because breakdancing mm -hmm. is now a part of the Olympics, or it will be in Paris 2024. So I want to hear your thoughts. Sailing, skateboarding, sport climbing, and breakdancing will be new addition to the Paris Games coming in 2024. So I want to hear your thoughts on those four sports coming to the Olympics in 2024. Interesting about breakdancing. I, I will say all those people are athletes to the extreme, right? You know, if, if you're spinning your, your body at, at a high rate of momentum and then you're immediately going into a handstand, I mean, great. You can stop your body on a dime. You can see how this with all that momentum. I'm on board with this. 
they are athletes. I just don't understand how you're going to judge this category. You know, is this going to be like ribbon dancing for gymnastics? Is it going to be more on the athletic side? What are we looking at here for breakdancing? And who That's- are going to be the judges for this? All those stars from those breakdancing movies from the late 80s? I'm really excited to see how they do this. I, I, I think I'm more excited at, at the spectacle that it, it will be than the actual event itself. Well, we'll find out what's going on more with it. I know there's been a lot of pushback on breakdancing primarily. You even said yourself, your friends at work are talking about it and cannot even believe it. It's like one of those rub your eye type deals. Excuse me? Breakdancing? Yeah, feels- People that argue that esports are not real athletes and esports should never be part of the Olympics, that goes out of the window because if you're going to allow breakdancing in there, you got to allow esports at some point down the line. Yeah, and I'm with. I think esports will be coming. We kind of have to see the normalization of esports really continue domestically. You know, it's happened internationally. You, you look at all the Asian countries. Esports is a huge thing. You've got major arenas, thirty thousand person arenas. But I'm really looking forward to see how these things are adopted by the international culture and really the, the American culture as well. The sport climbing thing. You know, we were talking about this at work today. Those are three radically different disciplines of climbing. So the fact that you're going to have somebody in there doing all three, you're really looking at an athlete versus somebody who's very disciplined in that area of climbing. The sailing and the skateboarding, you know, I, I guess I understand the sailing. The skateboarding, I really thought this was going to be around much sooner with how much traction it had on the X Games for all the years. I'm really surprised the skateboarding took this long. Yeah, I agree with you on that one because, like you said, the X Games was huge, huge in the 90s for ESPN far as a draw and then also in the early 2000s tony hawk just think if he could have been in his prime where how much notoriety it would have given the olympics had he been a part of it i'm sure he'll be involved in some way in paris in 2024 as a maybe an mc or maybe as a commentator or maybe as a judge or something like that he'll be involved rest assured but i think it would have been awesome if he would have been a competitor involved in it but yes skateboarding i could see that possibly have been or should have been uh, Olympic sport way sooner than this. Sailing is also something as well. The definition of sailing, and and I know as far as what people are asking for, what is it, large catamarans or small little dinghies or the size of the actual boats that are yeah, involved? Yeah. We're not sure about that. But yeah, sailing is something I, I think as well should be part of the Olympics. Sport climbing, again, that's such a great area. They're going to have to make yeah. that attractive for an audience. So we'll see how that breaks out. But Breakdancing is the one that I'm sure a lot of people are still going to have issues with, even when you see it in Paris. Well, we'll find out what's going on in 2024 when breakdancing. Get ready. Come on, Marcus. You can do it. Get ready. Train. Start training now. Get the boombox out because breakdancing is coming to the Paris Games along with sailing, skateboarding, and sport climbing to the Paris Games in 2024. What are your thoughts about breakdancing, sailing, skateboarding, and sport climbing? but most likely breakdancing being part of the Olympics yep. in 2024. That's the one that's getting most of the discussion here. Share us your thoughts, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. So I want to hear, as we head on out, your final thoughts on Last of Us Part Two, winning the Game Awards Game of the Year. Yeah, I mean, it was clear that this was one of the best titles of the year. I, I was really surprised that anybody thought that they were not going to win a whole bunch of awards tonight. But at the end of the day, not a surprise here, not a surprise for Josh. 
And I think we should do a March Madness style bracket next year for some of these video games in some of these categories. Gerald, I mean, maybe, what, maybe. what can we do to get the listeners involved? I, I would love to do something. That's for sure. Absolutely. And we'll talk about that coming up in the coming months. But we've also got at the end of this year, we've got the best games of the year we're going to be talking about as well from us at the Pop Culture Cosmos. One of the best TV shows, the best movies, so much more as we count down the best of 2020, a year that hasn't really been what we thought it would be, but there was still so much good that we found in it that we wanted to go ahead and share that on our shows, the Pop Culture Cosmos and the PC Multiverse. Well, Marcus, I want to thank you again for being on today's show. Please, everyone, if you get a chance and you're into daily fantasy sports betting, please head on over to our new friends at thrivefantasy.com or Thrive Fantasy, wherever you get your apps. When you make your first deposit, please use the code LFB, and they will match it up to $50. If you go ahead and make your first deposit of $20 or more with Thrive Fantasy at thrivefantasy.com or wherever you get your apps. Any last thoughts on the way out? I'm really looking forward to resuming my breakdancing career so that maybe I can be at the Olympics in 2024. Man, I'm still having a hard time just wiping off all the barbecue sauce from this McRib. But you know what? I will see if I can go ahead and do a couple spinneroonies myself as well. So for Marcus De La Garza, this is Gerald Glassford. This is another beautiful day in paradise right here in the PCC Multiverse. We thank you for listening. And here's hoping you have yourself a great. I'm Brittany Petrino. I'm Martha Bartlett. And this is But First, Let's Talk Nerdy. Clink. Oh, how was that? That's going to be our promo. (laughs) Done. Cut it, Kevin. Send it. Bam. But first, let's talk nerdy. It's two nerd girls talking about nerdy things over a couple of drinks. What could go wrong? Part of the ESO Network. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Tangentbound Network. Let your voice be heard. Tangentboundnetwork.com Thanks so much for downloading the Pop Culture Cosmos and stay tuned as more great podcasts are on the way. Thanks again for listening to us here at the Pop Culture Cosmos.